Are you, is it recording, Joyce? Oh, LOL. Okay. That's great. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And little man, little Lola wants you. Welcome to season two, my first season of Bottoms on Top. I'm John. And I'm Andreas. Welcome, Andreas. Thank you, John. I'm really excited to be Ian's replacement. May he rest in peace. Yeah. So, Andreas, you were in China this summer. Yeah, I was in China. I was teaching little kids in Shanghai. Nice. It was a lot of fun. And that's when um, you guys reached out to me and were like, hey, do you want to do this? For those listening, Andreas was a guest in one of the episodes last season where we talked about race. Um, So this is not, not his first time on the podcast. Um, I think it would be a grave oversight for us to not acknowledge Kesha's return. Of course. I know that it's not hot news at this point by any means, but I feel personally obligated to talk about it. Same. I think, like, I mean, it happened over the summer, and it was really important that she came back and she, like, showed us that, like, she can still have fun, but she's also, like, going to grow from what happened to her. And things like that. That's true. Here's my thing about praying. No disrespect to Kesha mm-hmm. ever. Um, that whistle note. <laughs> I just feel like if Kesha can really whistle, why is she waiting till her third album to whip it out? I think mm. she sold her soul to the devil. <laughs> and he was like, I'll give you one one whistle note. Like you can hit it one time. <laughs> If you give me your soul. And she's like, okay. And she like gives him her soul. And he's like, why don't you try it out? And she's like, no, no. Not without a microphone. And then she got in the studio and she she hit it. And it Wait. worked well, but she'll never do that again. Yeah, she hasn't performed it like that, right? No, she's performed it without the whistle. I don't right. think we'll get a whistle in any other track ever again. Yeah, that's like when, um, when Rihanna sang higher and everyone was like, I've never heard Rihanna sing like that. And she was like, yeah, I've never heard me sing like that. <laughs> She was, like, shocked. She was like, I did my best thing ever. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) Sometimes the stars align. Yeah, just, like, musical miracles, you know? I know you're intrigued. Yes, Charlie XCX's boys. Can we please, like, dissect this song and video? Does Charlie XCX have the juice to to be a gay icon? No. I don't think so either. No. But, like, she, like, her songs have the potential. It has, like, all the elements, but I don't know. I think, you know how they say you have the juice and the sauce? She's missing the sauce. Mm. She has the juice, but, like, her presence just doesn't capture me like an icon should, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think she has room to grow. I also, I will say, I like the song, Boys. And I didn't like the video, personally. Really? I appreciate its cultural significance. I love the video. Oh, my gosh. Like, the pink... Like, for those who all the boys don't know, for those who aren't gay men, the video <laughs> is just a bunch of shots of all these like D list celebrity men <laughs> doing like cute things. Basically. But it's absolutely adorable. I love it. Like one of the Jonas Brothers is like eating pancakes. The other one's like holding a chainsaw or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Cameron Dallas, maybe. Yeah. Like that Vine star. Yes, he's so that, in there. When I saw Cameron Dallas, I was like, why am I watching this? <laughs> I also, I don't need more images of attractive men. I need fewer. Okay, yeah, relatable. But, like, 
the context plus the little but like it was such a fun song even like the mario like the little ding ding like yeah it was good it's good hopefully she finds her sauce wait last thing joyce doesn't want us talking about so much about pop, pop culture our producer joyce how's it going joyce she kind of shrugged. <laughs> hey, Joyce. <laughs> um, last thing, because this was another thing over the summer that I think opens up a larger discussion. Who was it? Who writes about music? <laughs> what magazine? The Ariana Grande gay icon thing. Oh, um, I forgot who Billboard. put that out. Yes. Billboard put out this article declaring Ariana Grande the gay icon of our generation. And people were up in arms. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow. Thank God. I live in a society where a straight girl can be a gay icon. Like, how progressive. And I get it. I guess. I, would, I too, would love more queer representation in pop music. However, comma, I don't think that's what the term gay icon means. Yeah, no. That's, I don't think that's what it's historically. Like, other gay icons are not necessarily queer. Like, yeah. They're usually not. They're, us- they're always straight women. Yeah. And I think that, I mean... Let's just name some. Cher, gay icon. Madonna, yeah. gay icon. Like Judy Garland, if we're mm. really reaching back. Yeah. Britney, maybe? Uh, like. I think that's debatable. Paris. For me, Paris Hilton. Yes. Paris Hilton's a gay icon. <laughs> I think she is a gay icon. Okay. For me, what a gay icon is, is like. A straight woman who, like, takes a genuine interest in our community and our issues and uses their platform to, like, advance them and, like, doesn't overlook the fact that, like, a large part of their base and their, like, support comes from the gay community. Okay, yeah. So that's what I think it has historically been. And I do think that Ariana Grande fits that description. She does. She is, like, a great ally and, like... Isn't her, like, brother gay or something? I think so. That's all you need anymore. <laughs> Anne Hathaway gets up and she's like, my brother is gay. And people are like, <laughs> ally. Amazing. <laughs> um, and I like Ariana. Me too. I like her. I think she's great. And she kind of, like, fits the, like... She kind of she fits it well. I don't yeah. know. She fits the description. I think so. So, I will say... My issue with the Billboard article is, since when did it become Billboard's job to declare gay icons? Yeah, I want to know. That's not how it works. It's it just, just like, understood. Yeah. Or debate. There are debates within the community, such as, is Paris Hilton a gay icon? <laughs> I say no. Andrea says yes. Potentially. Anyway, good for her. <laughs> She's, she, I think she'll be looked back on as a gay icon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's hard to tell now. Speaking of summer, we ended last season talking about summer thought bopping and preparing for it. Did you listen? Yes, of course I listened and listened. I know you didn't listen to every episode. <laughs> I I listened to the summer thought bop one twice because it was really good. Meanwhile, you could have used that time to listen to another episode that I know you skipped over. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we want to do a little wrap up. Um, maybe talk about our summer thought bopping really quick. Yeah. And then we're going to try our best to go ask some people on Locust about theirs too. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I, I would say my most notable in the context of this podcast is one time we were having a call with you. Um, so it was you, me, and our producer Joyce on the phone (laughs) and you all did not realize it until I told you afterwards, but it was like a very long call, like an hour or something. We were all chatting. 
And in that time, I got home from wherever I'd been. I think I spent the night at Ian's house or something because we were both in D.C. I got home, went into the bathroom, douched, showered (laughs) with my phone in the shower, got dressed, got in a lift to go do some thought popping. (laughs) And you all, I was like, could you hear me like... The toilet flushing. Yeah, like, like the drip drip toilet <laughs> flushing. <laughs> and I was like, is maybe he's cleaning? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we're making plans for the semester <laughs> as I'm, like, flushing my rectal cavity. Honestly, a look. Um, didn't you have a, an experience where you were made to wait? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my God. Someone, like invited me over, and I was like, bet, on my way, right? So I pull up. I'm like, I'm downstairs in the lobby. Yeah, just come up. It's this floor. So get in the elevator, come up. And, like, I get there, and I'm like, cool. So, like, I'm sitting on the side of the bed, like, okay, I'll wait for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, um, can you give me a second? I just have to, like, apply for a job. And he opens up the Goldman Sachs portal. And I, like... I was like, literally, what the hell? Like, I'm here watching this. He's like, can you take a look at my resume? What do you think of it? I was like, no. Like, I didn't come here to help you apply for Goldman Sachs. Like, Goldman Sachs seeping into my dick appointments. Like, (laughs) it's not okay. Well, Well, did you end up hooking up or did you just watch it? Yeah, no, we did. And it was fine. But, like... Not good, just fine. It was aight. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) it was chill or whatever. Um, But... Yeah, power to him. Hope he gets the job, because, like, it's good, you know? It would have been a waste of your time if not. Basically. I didn't sit here and wait for 30 minutes for nothing. I feel like he (laughs) owes you, like, child support or something. Like, if he gets that job, like, you deserve, like, a cut of his monthly income. Right? Like, give me, like, buy me something with your first check. I don't know. Like... (laughs) Signing bonus. All right, should we go find out? Yeah, let's talk what about... What the other thoughts of Penn were up to this summer? Let's. Hi, can you share a summer thought bop story with us? <laughs> Just any story about thought bopping over the summer. Um, I tried to thought bop this summer, but I got trapped instead. What do you mean by that? Um, this guy I was seeing, like, didn't make a move until the fifth date, so then I guess, like, I, like, was forced to get to know him, and, like, no. (laughs) So, you caught feels? Yeah! I, like, I guess I had to, right? I mean, I don't know. I did. Good luck with that one. (laughs) Would you care to share a summer thought pop story with us? So, I decided to go on a Bumble date when I was at home in my hometown of Houston, Texas. And so I went on a Bumble date with a boy who had graduated from Penn two years ago. And first, he took me to, we went to this like Zen garden downtown. And we got there, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing Zen garden. He was like, yeah, actually, um, me and my beta bros took this class once on like Buddhism. So every time I come here, it just reminds me of my brothers. And I was like, nice, cool. And so then the date proceeded. He was fine, he was pleasant, and he was about to start a job at Lululemon. And 
as a sales associate and he was just like really pumped he was like yeah like lulu like we just like exercise a lot and like we go to soul cycle class and like we like set goals and blah 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 blah. and I was like oh yeah I'm like not really a goal setter myself and then he looked me dead in the eyes and said you're so not lulu material ouch (laughs) hi would you like to share a summer thought pop story with us no thank you okay excuse me do you mind sharing a summer thought pop story with us uh yeah of course I think my, like, actual thoughtiest, boppiest day of the summer was Philly Pride because uh, I was with a bunch of my friends, and we were all feeling very free and happy and wonderful, and you can be thoughty in so many ways. And I think we all got to embrace and experience and enjoy that. What was the outfit? Uh, Cut off, like, tie-dye tank top from my friend's high school gay-straight alliance. Little short shorts from Urban Outfitters. Did you get a sunburn? Very bad. There you have it. Um, can you share a summer thought pop story with us? Uh, yeah. I went out with a guy, and the only thing we did was that he ate me out in Prospect Park, and we shared a fifth of whiskey. Uh, and now he's in my phone as Sam last name, and we haven't talked since. That's very alternative. <laughs> Yeah, he was in a band, um, and I couldn't... He played me the music while we were, like, hooking up. Um, it was not good. Um, but he, I think his dad's, like, a music producer, so that's fine. What instrument? I think guitar. That's hot. Thank you. <laughs> a little man, little wants you. So before we bring on our guest, Logan... Um, we are just going to give a brief overview of some of the policies that Penn has in place for LGBTQ-specific health and wellness. Yeah, so first we'll start with student health services. So first of all, like any type of service you'll get at student health, everything is confidential and just between you and whoever you're talking to there. It doesn't matter which health insurance plan you have, so feel free to go to student health and seek any type of care that you would need. So specifically for LGBTQ, students. Um, Student Health, first of all, provides sex-positive and judgment-free STI prevention counseling. Um, There's also free condoms and rapid HIV testing. Can't beat it. (laughs) Can't beat it. Nope. (laughs) So important. Really so important. And um, also they will um, do um, prep consultation and um, any type of testing for um, different STDs and things like that. And everything is always judgment-free. And then moving on to trans-specific health care at SHS. Um, so starting in 2010, under the Penn Student Health Insurance Plan, trans-related uh, health services started being covered. And they've been expanded since then, thanks to advocacy from both students and the LGBT Center staff. And so now hormone replacement therapy, transition-related surgeries, um, as well as counseling are all covered under the insurance plan. And like I said, that's been expanded. There used to be a monetary cap for how much you could spend on services per year, and that's since been removed, as well as the number of surgeries that are considered um, part of the plan has been expanded over the years as well. So shout out to student advocates and the LGBT Center staff for that. Yes. Okay, so we are here with our guest, Logan Castrucci. Thank you so much for being here, Logan. Um, And we're going to talk about how these policies relating to physical and mental wellness at Penn 
have actually impacted us and people we know. Do we have any stories about a time when we were maybe not cared for as we should have been at SHS or things we've heard? Um, in terms of LGBT health specifically, I think with me being trans and also not being like noticeably trans, like it's not something that like always comes up if I go to SHS for like allergies or something like that. Um, I think for me, it hasn't come up too much. I think SHS is trying to be kind of in the know about like trans health and stuff. I think they have two or three doctors who are specifically trained um, for transition related care and to for um, medical care for trans people in general. But kind of like you were saying, it's not that many people like it's one or two doctors at SHS. Um, and a lot of times um, I, some of my friends I've spoken to who have gone to SHS and maybe they haven't legally changed their name, they don't want to, but they go by a name that's different than what's on their pen card or in the system. And one of the things that they've mentioned is that SHS will use the name that's on their pen card or their legal name that's in the system instead of the name that they want to go by, which is a big problem for a lot of people. Definitely. Yeah. And your point about there only being like a certain number of doctors, I feel like if you're not trans or not LGBT and you're like going for some type of like allergies like you said you don't need to think about that and you just choose whichever doctor and it's fine but i feel like more of the burden is placed on lgbt people to like have to seek out care that fits them yeah definitely which can lead to some wastes of time and i know they say that everyone is trained um so i one time had what I like felt was a risky enough like sexual encounter that I wanted to go on PEP, which is post-exposure prophylaxis. prophylaxis. Um, so for those less well-versed, that would be like, it's basically like plan B for HIV. Um, so you take a pill for like, I think it was a month. And then hypothetically, if you had been exposed to HIV, it would not allow the virus to take hold in your body. So I was like freaking out and I made an appointment. I missed like, a once a week seminar so I could go get this appointment because I was like, this is pretty important as far as I'm concerned. And I get there and um, the woman was like, oh, Pep, yeah, um, I, co I could prescribe that, but you might want to come back tomorrow when like this other provider is here because I think they're like a little more comfortable with it. And you have, I think it's like a like a three-day window after exposure that you like need to get on the medicine and as time passes within those three days like it becomes less and less effective or less likely to prevent the virus from taking hold if you were exposed and so I was like I just said I mean I didn't know what to do so I was like oh okay <laughs> like I'll just come back tomorrow then when I'm like less likely for this to work if I have been exposed and like that works whereas I guess looking back I should have been like no I want you to prescribe it because that's what ended up happening the next day they just prescribed it so she had clearly had some training but not enough where she felt like totally comfortable to take care of my needs which in a high stress time like that i was not super chill with yeah, it almost gives it like the air as if you're going to see a specialist but you really just need like um primary care but like more tailored yeah for like yourself which is kind of hard to find like i guess that choice in shs yeah. Yeah. And i think a lot of discussions at least regarding trans healthcare are specifically on transition-related uh, medical appointments and things like that instead of just primary care. Have you had experiences where you go to SHS for primary care and you felt like you weren't being like cared for as well as you should have been? 
Yeah. Um, honestly, I think for me personally, I go to the Mazzoni Center more often than SHS since it's pretty close and just if it's something that I don't mind taking the bus to get to, it's not like super urgent, then I'll usually just go there just because I know the doctors are more well-trained on that kind of stuff. Um, I have in the past gone to SHS a few times. Um, it hasn't come up super often because if I just have like a cold or like bronchitis, I'm not going to like bother mentioning it. Um, and there was actually, there was one point that I broke my arm my freshman year and uh, for my testosterone, I use, uh, I do, I do shots on myself mm -hmm. and I like couldn't do it with a broken arm. So I had to go to SHS and have this doctor do it for me. Um, and they were surprisingly like fine with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that most people would like, I would have never thought about that Yeah, with something as like seemingly routine as a broken arm, like affecting transition related issues. Is that something going to the Mazzoni Center? Is that something that a lot of people, you know, do instead of SHS? The, the main people I know who go to the Mazzoni Center are people. So because I grew up in the Philly suburbs. Okay. And I think the people I know. Who, also, can you maybe really quick explain what exactly the Mazzoni yeah, Center yeah, is? I don't um, know. The oh Mazzoni Center is it's essentially a health clinic downtown in Center City that is intended for LGBT people. It's I mean, anyone can go there, but the population they aim to serve is LGBT people. All the doctors there are trained, and I think a lot of them identify as LGBT themselves. Specifically, my trans friends here at Penn, I think most of the ones coming to mind do go to SHS. Should we talk about, let's talk about good experiences we've had yeah. at SHS, because I feel like I don't want to, I don't want this to be a scathing yeah, review. Yeah, no, like, there are great times at SHS, like um, the STI lady. People I don't know love her, her. Yeah, I don't know yeah, her no name. no one knows her name. But everyone knows her. Like, she is just amazing. Like, you go in there and she's just, like, um, really friendly. And, like, she asks, like, I think what's great about her is that she asks all the right questions in the right way. Like, um, if you go there and you say something that kind of, like, raises a red flag to her. Like, um, I remember I went there and she was like, oh, yeah, like, um, why are you here? I was like, oh, well, you know, I had, like risky like experience so i just wanted to like get tested she was like oh okay cool like um anything else you want to tell me about it and i was like oh like i'm not really like i don't really remember that much of it she was like oh okay and she like started asking questions that would like almost like imply like oh was this like assault or was it just like something like that and like i personally appreciated that a lot because i feel like people tend to just like s skirt around those questions mm -hmm. but she did it in such a friendly way that didn't make me feel like i was being like grilled by her like it wasn't intimidating at all it was just very friendly god bless her yeah she's whatever just, her name may she's be a gem. <laughs> she is a gem if like, you're listening sti screening lady <laughs> we love you the best <laughs> my i will say now i'm on um prep so the pre-exposure so i that's a daily pill that i take and every three months you have to go back and do full STI screening to make sure that you're still HIV negative, and then they'll re-prescribe it. Um, also, making sure that, like, it's not making your, like, kidneys fail or something. I don't know. Oh. Someone said something about bone density once, and I'm like, if PrEP <laughs> is a government experiment to, like, make the gays' bone density, like, more brittle, I'll be so pissed. Oh, my God. That's, like, scary. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and I, f I found a woman who now I go to, like, I make sure every time that I'm going to her because she's so great, and I feel like we have, like a nice rapport mm -hmm. um and she's really like last time i was like i need i needed more pills because it had been like the summer and she was like really accommodating making sure that i got them when i needed them even though she was like going on vacation so god bless her too yeah wait let's give a shout out to the 
vice provost of university life. Yes. Not like whoever that is specifically, <laughs> but like someone in that umbrella. They, like vice provost, I reached out to a bunch of people and um, they produced this two-page document with a whole list of like resources for LGBTQ um, health, mental health, physical health, basically everything. Um, they even included like a little sticker, like a little like rainbow flag sticker with like the VPUL logo on it, yes. which was their allies. Yeah, like <laughs> wow. I wasn't expe- I was expecting like a half-hearted email, and I literally got this like two-page like document just for us. Yeah, like they made that for us. If okay. anyone wants it, podcasts at the dp dot com. Yes. Hit us up, and we can forward it to you because it actually does have some good information and also lists of like specific CAPS counselors and SHS providers who are, like, better equipped to deal with LGBTQ health issues. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, thanks for having me. Providing your insights. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Bottoms on Top with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host, Andreas Pavlou. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. We record in the Wexler Recording Studio at Kelly Writer's House, and we want to give a special thanks to The Daily Pennsylvanian, our producer, Joyce Varma, and Andrew Ellis, who provides our theme music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to email us at podcasts at the dp.com. We'll see y'all in two weeks.